When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We put this time aside for one of the great politicians, if not the greatest, in the history of New York, him and Rudy Giuliani. Now he's gone on to become a major star here at WABC and a dear friend of the Rosenberg family, and that is the great Congressman Pete King. Peter, good morning. How are you on this Wednesday? Actually, Sid, I'm doing pretty well. Listen, I feel very bad about the statewide race. I think Lee Zellin ran a, again, phenomenal campaign. Uh, there's, uh, you know, three, uh, was it six, uh, three million more Democratic voters, and he really is within four or five points. All the voters in India, but no matter how it turns out, he ran a great race. I tell you, though, on Long Island, uh, there was a red wave. I yeah. mean, in Nassau County, we uh, took two Democratic congressional seats. We took three state Senate Democratic seats. Uh, we won basically every big race. Uh, Lee carried Nassau County by more than 50,000 votes. And in Suffolk County, uh, both Republican congressmen win. So we now have four, every congressman from Long Island is now Republican. It's the first time this has happened in decades. And the wow. seat uh, who's going to be my congressman, uh, Anthony D'Esposito, that was held by Democrats for 26 years. And he won last night. So, uh, listen, I have to uh, agree somewhat with Bo. I think that the Donald Trump factor did hurt us in the rest of the state and around the country, but here in Long Island, we have a strong Republican organization. So when people look to the Republican candidate, they didn't necessarily see the National Party or Donald Trump. They saw those candidates, and we got the message oh, yeah. out. And again, it was a red wave. Are you guys? I mean, I mean, I mean, I say all these beautiful things about both of you. You really are. You know, I'm not exaggerating. Both you and Bo are like my best friends. But I mean, what backstabbers at Donald Trump? My God, you have one bad day on Election Day, and now you want to blame our friend Donald for everything? I mean, come on. I've been saying no. For instance, last uh, <laughs> year the way you guys were going after Gabriel, Reno, he won by 22 points. The fact is that uh, Donald Trump, the candidates he selected for the Senate, almost all these guys lost. That's true. No, you're right. I'm and just then, ki- I'm just kidding so, with you. Listen, yeah. he was an excellent president. I voted for him. I supported him. But the fact is that I think people are getting tired of that. And I think the fact that Ron DeSantis won such a big race in, in Florida. I mean, he only won by like a half a point four years ago. Right. Now he, yeah. he, ran, he you know, ran the table down there. So I think we have to go forward and we have to, uh, uh, again, there is a basic Republican vote that's there. We saw it uh, in Nassau County. You know, Nassau County is not a Republican county anymore. We had a lower current Democratic county executive. We had Democratic district attorney. The last two years, we've turned all that around. And yeah. now we are. Yeah. Once again, even though there's a, a big Democratic uh, voter registration edge, we are doing well at the polls. We're winning every big race in Nassau County. And same out in Suffolk County. Uh, so between Joe Cairo and Nassau and uh, Tristan Garcia in Suffolk, we're really doing well. So I think we got to focus and stop. Listen, the night before the election, Donald Trump's in Ohio giving an hour and a half speech talking about himself. I mean, you got to be yeah. out there talking yeah. to the party. You shouldn't be attacking Mitch McConnell the week before the election. Uh, I agree. And, and, with him, do it after the election. And DeSantis, too, he attacked last week. Ron DeSantimonious. Yeah. And, and, of course, he didn't do uh, any favors for the people down in Georgia. That special election 
even last year. So you're right about that. I mean, look, uh, it's not crazy what you're saying about Donald Trump. And what you're saying about Long Island, you mentioned the Esposito, George Santos, the other guy yeah. you talked about. He got a huge win, Blakeman and Donnelly, last year. But I got to yeah. tell you, I went back and forth with uh, Lydia just now. And um, she's mentioning that Lee should have been on the abortion thing earlier. Lee should have been. Listen, I don't play that Monday morning quarterback stuff. If he was on it from day one, it would not have mattered. I maintain what I said is the truth, and that is that Democrats outside of two will vote Democrat. It didn't matter what Lee Zeldin did, said, abortion, guns. It didn't matter. I thought he ran a perfect race to about as well as he can possibly do. Those Democrats vote Democrat. Bottom line, they don't even care about the issues. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, Democrats start out 3 million votes a- uh, ahead. Right now, if you know these numbers hold, Lee cut into that by like you know, 2.7 million. He did a great campaign. But even on abortion, uh, in, uh, on Long Island, the entire race against uh, Anthony D'Esposito was abortion. But he took back a Democratic seat. I don't think abortion was the big issue. I really don't. Neither do I. Again, and on Long Island, it was over and over. That's all Laura Gillen was talking about was abortion. And Anthony Diaz-Bazito, in a Democratic district, won by 10,000 votes. So, I mean, this, is, uh, this says something. I think that if we just focus and not just be uh, attacking for the sake of it, attacking other Republicans, that's the last thing we should be doing, or looking for primary fights when there's no need for them. And uh, yeah. against, even like in Pennsylvania, I think it's a bit stronger candidate. I, I'm, I'm not against Dr. Oz. I thought the other candidate would have been much, much stronger. Oh, he lost to Fetterman, too, which is, I mean, if you really think about right. it, Pete, as a guy that was involved in politics for nearly 40 years out of Long Island, Homeland Security, right. I mean, a really decorated, tremendous politician. When you see John Fetterman win in Pennsylvania and the yep. balance, the balance of the Senate, if we're going to get it, lies in the hands of a former NFL running back, Herschel Walker. I mean, it's a little, it's a little tough to watch, Pete. I got to be honest. No, it, it really is. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to sound old-fashioned. I think we got to get back to basics, go with candidates who have a proven record, uh, groom uh, new people to come along. And that's why, listen, you know, Ron DeSantis and I were never great friends in Congress. I didn't know him that well. The fact is he's shown that he can win in Florida. And Florida is not necessarily a Republican. Oh, listen, I mean, what he did, what he did with Miami, the turn Miami-Dade yeah. County red, Pete, that's astonishing. And you know that down there, abortion was certainly not on DeSantis' side, but he still won because the overall people saw a reasonable, tough guy. And listen, the average person does not want all this transgender stuff in schools. They don't want all this woke stuff that's being uh, you know, rammed down their throat. They, they really want traditional values, but they want to have a sense of stability. And I think that's what DeSantis uh, showed down in Florida. I think that's what uh, people like uh, D'Esposito showed here on on uh, Long Island, and also uh, Mike Mike Lawler. He knocked out Sean Patrick Maloney. I mean, Lawler's going to be a great member of Congress. It looks like Mark Molinaro won. So in New York, in districts where abortion was supposedly the issue, Republicans won yep. because they basically provided yep. stable leadership and against all of you know progressive garbage. Right, so you're proving my point. So you're proving my point. My, 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 what I said was it's not about abortion. It's not about any of these issues. It's about Democrats staying loyal to their candidate, you're proving my point that I'm right. Except that Republicans, again, they unseated. I mean, Lawler unseated a Democratic congressman. Mark Molinaro won a Democratic seat. So right. they took it by being reasonable, responsible Republicans. Gotcha. Very conservative. Mike Lawler is a real conservative pro-cop guy. And, uh, but we don't get sidetracked on uh, issues about uh, you know, who, who won and lost the 2020 election and, uh, and all that. And, uh, people don't want to hear that. 
They want to talk well, about But, you know, you say they don't want to hear that, okay? But, look, he's going to run. He's going out sometime between today and November the 15th. He's going to run. If he would, if the, the Republicans would have destroyed it yesterday, he would have taken credit. Now he's going to say, oh, now you guys need me more than ever. I mean, you couldn't even win when I, I handed it to you. I made it easy for you. So you know, no matter what happens, Trump is going to make an excuse as to why he's the right guy. And you know that right now, Pete King, with the Sanders' very impressive performance in Miami-Dade in Florida, Trump is going to kill him. He's going to kill him. It may be as of today or tomorrow, but I think the more people think about this, they're going to say, hey, we want stability. So I would not in any way uh, sell uh, Ron DeSantis short. And uh, also, let me just say, uh, Paul King ran a great race. I mean, that's an example of a good guy yeah. who, who didn't win, but he should be very proud of the race he ran. Yeah. And I just hope there's a place for him as we go forward. Me too. I love him. I love his wife, Margaret Powers. And, yes. you know, Gregory Meeks, he's been there a long time. And, look, we saw that. We saw, you know, younger, impressive guys, Paul King, Joe Pinion, and they got killed. They got killed because uh, whether it's well, Chuck Schumer, actually, Pinion ran a pretty tight race. But the Chuck Schumer types, the Gregory Meeks types, they just keep winning. And it's very difficult to beat those guys, bottom line. And that's why we can't afford in New York to get sidetracked on this. Because I think Lee, again, Lee ran a great race. I can't say enough about it. I mean, nobody would have thought for a guy who was down 17 points was going to close it to four points or maybe even less than that. Yeah. Uh, and again, I keep saying there's over 3 million more Democrats than Republicans in New York. And then Lee has it down to about 300,000 if you go by those votes. Total voters, and I don't know if they were counting Suffolk County's vote that last night because they had that hacking of the election machines, and they didn't announce so late. But in any event, I just think that uh, uh, we have to go forward, but we, we can't get caught up in a personality cult, and we're bigger than that. The audience be bigger than that. It really is. It's, uh, yeah. and I know, think uh, if everything is, you know, uh, who won the election in 2020, people were going to, yeah. I mean, I think recycling what we saw last night. That's all. And God, I, you, you, know, you, I have, you Trump is president. Pete, you've got a real hard on for Donald Trump. Oh, my God. No, no, I, I support him as president. I'm just saying when I look around, I see the, you know, I mean, these races. At, yeah, uh, yeah. And, I, and I see the solid. Listen, what happened? Did he not Did he not return your phone call or something? What happened? What, what's the real uh, truth? I'm, listen, I'm looking at the numbers here. I just, that's all I'm saying. Uh, also, maybe I'm being brainwashed by Bo Diddle, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think, I think Bo was getting to you because I know, I know he calls you like he does to me. I'm in the gym yesterday. I get two calls from Bo. That son of a bitch, Trump. Ba, 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 ba. And, 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 and the next, and Pete, I'm like, you know what, Paul? I think you're right. <laughs> he's very, he's very persuasive. You know, Danielle asked me this morning. I thought it was a really interesting question, and I don't have an answer for it. But you would. What does Lee Zeldin do now? Like, what's next for a guy like Lee Zeldin? Uh, you know, Lee's got to find a place in government and politics. If he wants to say that, guys. You know, the guy's a real talent. I mean, to go from being a uh, you know a, a three or four term congressman to running the strongest Republican race. In, in 20 years, I mean, he ran and she had all the money. She had all the name ID, the you know, mainstream media ignored, ignored Lee. And yet he really fought a tremendous race. They had to bring in every Democratic has been, never was, but they brought them all in to campaign against him. And that, to me, showed how, how strong he, yeah, what a strong race he ran. But, you know, people compared it to George Pataki's race, but there's far, far more Democrats now in New York than there was when George Pataki won, won his race. So, right. Lee had to really, uh, you know, pitch a perfect game. Uh, he got it into, you know, in the bottom of the ninth, but uh, just couldn't get it over. But it's not, it's, I, I can't say enough good things about the race that he ran. I mean, and he never, he, he never wavered. He never got caught up in side issues or controversies. His family was great. I mean, he just uh, ran a great race. And uh, to me, 
if you took the you know, voters who really follow this race, I'm sure Lee had a solid, solid majority of them. But there are, is that locked-in Democratic vote in New York City. Uh, people in New York City, I mean, this is what I can't figure out. After all that's gone on over the last few years, all the murders, all the rapes, all right. the assaults, right. how can 70% of them vote for the, for the person who wants to continue those, those policies? I mean, it, it's madness. But, again, we have to get that, you know, get that message out, do all we can, and it's going to be uh, – Again, it's a tough race, but again, you know, we can't give up. We can't allow. You know, we made real, you know, real, real uh, inroads. We got to keep them going. And uh, uh, again, whether it's in you know city council races, whether it's state assembly, state senate, you know, congressional races, we, we we can't give up the fight. And uh, uh, it's uh, it's certainly a, fir- a fight worth worth having. Uh, and to, to me, make sure we win in twenty twenty four. And not get caught up in side issues. That's all. all right, fair enough. It's and another I'm great appearance. Michael Ola, I campaigned with him. Yep. He didn't win it because of me. I'm not saying that. But I've seen up close yep. what a great candidate he is. I knew him as an assemblyman. I knew him when he worked for the state party. And he's going to be a great congressman. He and uh, Anthony Giesposito are going to do a great job fighting for New York, fighting for the cops in Washington, D.C. Yeah, those are big wins, no question. Lawler over um, Sean Patrick Maloney, Desposito, Mark Molinaro, George Santos. Uh, all in all, uh, you're right, Peter. It was a pretty good day for New York outside of Zeldin, and there is some hope. Uh, you are great as always, not good, great, and funny. Thank you for stopping by again this morning, and uh, I'll hear you later on today on John Show. Thank you so much. I love you, pal. Okay, great. Thanks, Jay. You're the man, Peter King. Still got another hour to go. It's been a great three hours. About six guests already today, all providing different looks at this race.